0: Arizona Boomer Radio brings you Straight Down the Middle, Arizona's only internet golf show. Straight Down the Middle is produced by the Boomer and the Baby Incorporated in partnership with GolfMix.com. GolfMix is your place to read course reviews written by recreational golfers just like you. Learn about the course you're going to play. Check out GolfMix before your next round. Now it's time to hit it straight down the middle.
1: Four.
0: down the middle It went straight down the middle Then it started to hook just a wee wee bit and That's when caddy lost sight of it That little white pellet has never been found to this day But it went straight down the middle Like they say the fairway, it went smack down the fairway, then it started to slice just a smidge off line, it headed for two, but it bounced off nine, my caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay, yes, it went straight down the middle Straight down the middle Arizona's Internet Golf Show. Uh on board with me tonight is Mr. Kirk Getzinger and Mr. Scott McMiven. He is the executive director of the JGAA Junior Golf Association of Arizona and uh, we're going to be talking to Scott here in a in a just a jiffy and uh he's going to let us know what's what's going on and what the plans are for the summer months. And before we get into that, uh, Scott, I want to pass along a word from John Bloom to you. Uh, He's not with us today because he's uh, doing a a dinner with his his daughters for the final day of school. And he wants me to assure you that it is not due to any embarrassment on his part when the two of you played golf together. And it was not due to any embarrassment on his part whatsoever about his disastrous putting uh, showcase. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I know, he didn't play up to his uh, his elevated standards, and his short game wasn't, it was just okay, I know, but we had a great time, you know, he, we played the Forest Islands medal course on the media day for the U.S. Girls Junior Championship, which the championship will be uh, July 21st through 26th, but, uh, you know, we played up Monday, it was a great condition, and uh, hopefully everything will be okay up there without fire, which I think is, uh, hopefully it will be safe. Uh, south and west of the, the Forest Highlands uh, community, but it's uh, we had a great time. Yeah,
0: well, you didn't want me to pass that along. Just make sure to oh, tell Scott that it's not because I'm embarrassed. It's because I've got <laughs> dad. I got I got daddy duty. Daddy duties. <laughs> good. <I understand. laughs> so, Kirk, I, I'm glad you're here with us again this evening. And uh, why don't we kind of start out like we normally do, and you give us a little update on what's going on with Golf Mix.
1: Well, good. Good to be with, be with you again, here, Pete, and real good to have uh, have Scott on with us tonight to provide uh, to us the updates from the the world of junior golf in uh, in Arizona. And I uh, wish a, uh, an early happy Memorial Day weekend, to everybody, and I hope everybody has a chance to get out there and tee it up once or twice over the uh, over over the long weekend. Uh, here, here at Golf Mix, we've got a couple of uh, couple of things we want to remind people of and a couple of uh, add-ons to the Golf Mix community. You know, if you remember, uh, we met up at the uh, PGA show in Las Vegas uh, last year, a gentleman named Bob Krause. uh We had a, had a nifty little product called The Slot Machine. Uh, Bob, Bob's from Michigan. And uh, we're uh, we're real happy to have his product promoted on the homepage of Golf Mix Michigan uh, so you can... You can visit there and uh, take a look at it and, and purchase one. And get a get a special discount on it as well. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, a number of things with with Bob and his, his teaching programs. He's one of the leading instructors of golf in Michigan. We're real happy to be able to uh, partner up with each each other to uh, do some work together, and we're looking we're looking for more more good things in that direction. We also want to re- remind everybody about the uh, Foot Golf Arizona Open, which is coming up uh, the week- weekend after this, and uh, uh, it's something that you know it's, it's uh, as we've talked about on the show. It's a it's a, it's a new idea. It's a new utilization of, of golf courses, and it's something that uh, seems to have some promise. It's going to be over at Shalimar Country Club on Saturday, May the 31st. Uh, you can go on the Golf Mix get your registration in out and have a day of fun try to bring the kids out. try something new it might be uh, might be a good way to uh, introduce in, introduce introducing people to a golf facility that perhaps haven't been been there in a while and they in, in a different direction uh, we'd also like to invite everybody to um, while you're visiting golf mix sign up get registered, get on our get on our mailing list we're going to start a new contest for uh, monthly reviewers where we're going to select a Select a monthly reviewer to win some, uh, win some great prizes. And so the only way you're going to be entered is by writing a review every month at Golf Fix. So uh, we invite everybody to get on board. Tell us about uh, the last round of golf you played here in Arizona or Michigan. And uh, we'll, get you, we'll get you signed up, and you'll enjoy the fun of being part of, uh, part of the Golf Fix community and sharing information with other golfers just like yourself.
0: Well, that's great. It sounds like things are really hooking along for your Michigan branch, and uh, uh, also staying strong here in Arizona. That's really good to hear. You're to be congratulated on that, Kirk. And uh, I know you guys have been working awfully hard at getting that uh, Michigan thing off the ground. And uh, I was watching a little bit of the uh, tournament today, and uh, it, it, it it looked uh, not too bad over there in, in Benton Harbor, where they're playing up against the uh, Lake Michigan. So uh, there were some sweaters being worn, but other than that. Uh, it didn't seem to be too blustery.
1: The the ice has melted on the lake, though, right, Pete? I mean, you know, that was the battle for all winter there. That was the uh, was virtually the coldest uh, coldest winter on record. The uh, Lake Lake Michigan was a sheet of ice for a long time. So good good to see that things are green and guys are able to hit the golf ball in the uh, in the Lower Peninsula again.
0: That was a couple oh. couple weeks ago. I talked to my sister. Uh, she and my brother in law have. Uh, have a little condo on Lake St. Clair, and I happened to call her, and she said, There's no ice on the lake! (laughs) I said, What? I said, What? You got your own Cinco de Mayo going on up there? What's going on? But they were jumping for joy. There's no ice on the lake. No ice to be seen from their patio. (laughs) So, So that's good for them, too. So Scott, uh you've got a a lot of uh, uh shall we say a, a full plate coming up for the uh the spring and the summer months uh with golf mix. Uh give us uh kind of give us a lowdown on on a few of the things and then we'll maybe uh talk about some other stuff along the, on, along the way as well. What's uh what's yeah, what's I mean, cooking with the
2: our bit, really busy time, as you kind of mentioned, uh, and really starts next uh, Wednesday down in Tucson where we have our Tucson City Junior Championship. We'll probably have close to 200 juniors. Uh, we run it in conjunction with the Ricky Rourke Junior Golf Program, and which is a popular uh, summer junior golf program in Tucson. So, uh, you know, we do about two tournaments a week for about six, seven straight weeks or so roughly, so we'll probably have close to... Uh, You know, by the time summer's all said and done, almost 20 events, um, and, you know, June's probably our busiest month. Uh, And then right after that, Tucson City, we have our Antigua Milk Cognizant, which is June 3rd through 5th, uh, first week in June, a three-day
1: tournament, so... Yes, yeah, if, uh, if school wouldn't if school wouldn't get in the way, you could just you could be running twenty tournaments a month for these kids, right? You we know? could, yeah. If school <laughs> wasn't in the way,
2: as you said. So uh once school gets uh you know, once during the during the school season we have about one two day tournament a month. and Then we have our developmental programs as well. But yeah, school sometimes does get in the way, but
1: uh,
2: you know, is really the best time for these kids, even though it's hot, you know, a lot of them are used to the heat and everything.
0: Well, I, I'm always amazed when those kids are out there beating it around in the heat and walking and carrying their clubs. In many instances, I'm going, "Whoa, <laughs> give me the cart. <laughs> I need the cart." <laughs> yeah, but uh, they, they re- it doesn't it just doesn't seem to phase the youngsters, does it?
2: No, not really. I mean, like I said, we just we we educate them on staying hydrated, wearing plenty of sunscreen. Um, that sort of stuff, and then once, you know, it, it's just, a, uh, you know, making sure, you know, that, you know, we're watching if there's any signs of heat exhaustion with the heat, So, we're, and we have a team uh, besides, you know, our three staff members. We also have a team of four interns uh, uh, for the summer, so we'll have plenty of staff and help, and as well as that, not include our many volunteers that help as well, so.
0: That's great. Now, I, uh, Kirk was uh, telling me that you had some uh, – some representation in the uh, drive chip and putt uh, contest as well. So kind of, why don't you go over that with us, Kirk?
1: Yes, yeah, Scott. I, you know, I, I, I was interested to uh, hear the reactions and the stories perhaps that uh, you got from the, the kids that were, were there. And if I if I recall properly, you had, you had five players from the VGAA make it to Augusta this year and for the inaugural event.
2: But we did. It was wildly successful. I would say. I think it's a great program. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. I think that it just says the most about the, the whole program when you had Bob Watson after the winning the Masters said the best part of the week was uh, the previous Sunday watching all the juniors. And you know, I think they expect over 5,000 juniors to try to qualify for next year's event. Uh, they've added a lot of qualifiers. Sign up is open right now already. And from the juniors we taught to that participated, they had a great time. It's you know it's not too often, it's not an easy, you know it's not easy to get back to the masters and have all your expenses paid and everything. So it's pretty special.
0: So the so the the, the participants as well as their chaperone, it was an all expense correct. paid trip. Is that correct?
2: Yep, they had uh, uh, participants and one chaperone, and some you know pair, uh, another parent might came along as well, but got it. Uh, Tom, and now, you know, they already have sign-ups uh, for, you know, next year's, uh, and actually, um, it's already, um, like, the qualifiers in Arizona are coming up pretty quickly. We'll have, uh, I think there's four in Arizona. Uh, the ones in Phoenix are at Lone Tree Golf Club and Vistal. Uh, Lone Tree is June 2nd, Vistal is June 22nd, and then we have a couple up in, uh, well, one up in, Prescott and Pills on July 28th. And then we have uh, also one in Tucson at Tucson Country Club on June 7th. So com. You can sign up right now.
0: Is there a fee for the sign-up, Scott?
2: That's a great question. Uh, I don't think there is. So uh, it looks like it's, to me, I think it is free. Uh, the only, just the one thing is there is, a subregional, which for this year will be at Greyhawk in August 24th, and then there's a super reg, as you call it, a super regional. Sorry, a subregional, and then just like the, I guess the super regional. Uh, and for the, which for the Arizona juniors will be in Park City, Utah, in early September. So with the popularity of this year's event and the juniors that qualified last summer, they had to add like another level of qualifiers. So last year they just really had a local qualifier and then a regional. Now they got a local, sub-regional, and then a regional, so three different levels, just to try to, uh, you know, give everyone their chance to try to qualify.
0: Do you recall what the age brackets were, Scott or, or age? Kurt? Yeah.
2: yeah, it's. Uh, I think it starts at age maybe seven and Kirk. I watched yeah. it.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's seven to nine, and then ten and eleven, twelve, thirteen, and, and fourteen, fifteen.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I, I mean, I
1: mean, can, can you imagine, Scott, being a, if you had a seven year old child w- winning their tradition? <laughs>
0: it's pretty,
2: it's pretty unreal. I talked, like I said, I talked to a couple of the parents of the juniors as well, and they just said it was a surreal experience. And uh, you know, it, you know, it was a great. We had one uh, junior, Juan Contreras, who was actually featured on the Golf Channel. His story from Peoria sure. area. area. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw. We we posted a video on our Facebook pages. It was a great story. The Golf Channel ran the video, um, and, you know, he saw a lot of people heard about, you know, his his background, uh, you know, and, you know, one of his, his dad in the video said his dream to go to Augusta and had his quali- son qualified, so they both got to go. And just stories like that really touch your heart. You know, like, okay, well, you know, I think the biggest thing is growing the game and hopefully get more kids interested. I think, you know, that, you know, you know will everybody be – most people will never step ground, and very few will ever be members. Obviously, but it gets people interested in the game and it gives these kids a goal. Okay, what's your goal, their goal? You know, set it. You know, a goal of trying to get to the drive championship.
0: Well, it's certainly a worthwhile goal, and it's it's something that uh, uh, they can all uh, sink their teeth into, so to speak, as far as uh, that act, that activity is concerned. <clears throat> now, Scott, when uh, when those kids get there to augusta uh, are they put up in hotels or are, are they uh somehow house, housed on, uh, on the course itself or uh what is that how does that work Do you
1: know
2: i think they're they're all i think all participants and their as well as their um chaperones are housed at one hotel or there might be a couple cuz there's a lot they were talking and then um but they did have it sounds like they're almost treated like tour players from the time they got there. To, uh, you know, that they had a couple of dinner functions as well as being the day of, uh, you know, the golf as well. So it was uh, a pretty neat experience talking to the parents and juniors once they got back here. And, you know, I think it you know, just being the first year, I think the word got out. and Obviously, it was on TV, so everybody got to watch it. It'll be pretty tough, I think, you know, just because there are a lot more juniors trying to qualify to, for next year, so I think it's it's a good goal for all these kids to kind of shoot for. Well, I I
1: think well,
0: it's fantastic. Go
1: ahead, Kirk. Yeah, I was just going to say I think it's just another you know, another fantastic uh, form of of competition and the different. You know, obviously it's not about an eighteen hole or thirty six hole competition to to get you there. It's about a a skills challenge, and so uh, maybe it takes. You know, maybe like you say, it kind, of, kind of it broadens the exposure of, of, of kids. To golf, and it, uh, you know, in a, in a format where they can go to the, you know, most, you know, most famous golf course perhaps in the world, and so it's uh, the neat thing. And yeah, like you say, they're going from seventeen. Uh, they hit some, I think, some seventeen thousand entrants last year, and the hope is to triple it this year. And so uh, we can only hope that uh, the uh, the ranks of junior golfers follow the same path, and <laughs> that we see, you know. Uh, it's, uh, that would that that would be the, the the nice dilemma to have if you had three times the number of players in the JGAA that you do right now in a few years, right? That would be a, yeah. That's really years. the goal
2: is hopefully these kids, you know, you know, maybe kids that don't play tournament golf or don't know, you know, they just been their the range for you a few times, watch that on TV and saw how fun it'd be, or you know, their parents uh, said okay, let's keep going practicing and stuff like that, and really, it's just uh, really sparks interest, and that's the biggest thing. And they, they know that, you know, what we have to offer year-round tournament competition. Um, you know, we just started this new speaker series. We had one last month with Bryce Mulder talking to our juniors and their parents talking about the decisions he made. So we're trying to offer, you know, tournaments as well as this new speaker series. So that was a successful cool event. Just know that we're out there. The South was a great junior golf tour with their Antigua Tour, uh, their summer series as well as the Ping Series. So. Well, any time that
0: we...
1: Go ahead, Kirk. All right, go ahead, Pete. Yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, we were, well, I... we were talking on Tuesday night, uh, Scott, a little bit about the news that happened this week with uh, the the young lady out of California, Lucy Lee, the 11-year-old, making it to the uh, the Women's Open. And it's just, you know, it, it's a continuation of the trend that we've seen. I mean, you know, Lexi Thompson made it at the old age of 12. You know, now it's gone to 11. And, and uh I just, you know, first of all, again, congratulations to her—an incredible accomplishment at such a young age. When something like that happens, when again, take a whether it's a Michelle Wee or, or Alexi Thompson qualifies for a, a national event at such a young age, how in the you know in the years that you spent around the game of junior golf, how does that kind of resonate with the kids? How does that, you know, how does that play play out with them?
2: Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, you know, obviously she's one of the, an exception with how how great of a player she is at that young of an age. But you know, to see how well she, how great of a player she is, you know, as as only 11 years old and playing in the U.S. Open with, I mean, she'd be college player, you know, probably college a lot of professional golfers on that same course. So I think it just gives uh, youngsters something, you know, someone they know that someone can there's the young people can hang and can play with the best people, uh, best female golfers in the country. And, you know, and we'll, we'll probably have maybe, you know, a couple in the last few years, We a couple years ago Olympic, we had uh, Bo Hosler who competed as a high school player. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard on the men's side as well, but you never know. We'll, we've gone through most of the U.S. Open locals, and pretty soon, I think in a week or two, we have the U.S. Open sectional qualifiers, and you never know. We might have a 16- or 17-year-old uh, sneak through one of the sectional qualifiers for so the men's. Uh, you know, which has played the week before. So I think, you know, I think it's great having the opens back to back at Pinehurst. It makes it very unique. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be it's going to be a challenge for the USGA in terms of the golf course. You know, the women will play a week later in terms of you know the conditions of the greens and uh, you know some the fairways. But I think exposure wise, it's great for the game.
0: Well, I, I think when you any time that you can uh, get the kind of numbers in particular that. Uh, uh this uh, this uh chip drive and uh and putt contest is is seems to be uh demanding or uh, showing up with now uh you get those kinds of numbers uh all the talk about uh the game being in trouble and um you know where the, where's the next the the next stars, where are the next stars coming from, and so on and so forth. We don't really have to look too much further than just that group of kids. I mean, uh, and I think, I think that number will, as you indicated, multiply uh, quite continually from now until, you know, who knows when. So, I mean, I, I think we're going to be well-versed with regards to numbers of players and probably uh, caliber of players as well. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think with these juniors coming up the pipeline, I think, you know, I think there's many opportunities for the best juniors to compete, you know, locally like in our events or once they, you know, they're on the national level with AJGA events and then even collegiately, which helps them prepare for the professional level. Well, Scott, yeah. tell
0: me a Tell me a little bit about about your background, and when did you start playing golf, and were you involved in the junior program when you were? Uh, I was, was,
2: yeah. I started playing, I, I grew up in uh, Loomers, next to the woods. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay area, except in the East Bay side, and I played junior golf wise since I've been the club when I was five or six, I played in equivalent uh, up there, it's called the Junior Golf Association in Northern California. Um, and it's similar to what we do with the JGA up in Northern California. I played in those tournaments as a kid. Uh, and then I didn't play collegiate golf, but I was about, you know, a nine or ten handicap. I like the majority of most of the recreational golfers in our program or most programs. So kind of got my, my uh, got the bite, uh, kind of got bit thin and enjoyed the game. My, my You know, my dad took me out as a youngster, and that's kind of how I really enjoyed it and something to do with him, uh, as I think most people usually get. We'll go out with either friends or you know parents or grandparents, and that's kind of how it all starts. And I knew I kind of I knew I wanted to make a career out of it, and um, kind of had I had a few internships uh, in college, and then uh, got a job with HAJA at a college. So.
0: And then what um, with the HAJA? What uh, what did you? Uh, what was your capacity with them? Were you a tournament director?
2: I uh, was yeah, the tournament director with them, uh, and they you know as part they are the PGA Tour of Junior Golfers. We're trying to, you know, what's the easiest best analogy to compare into the the highest level of Junior Golfers across the country? They have there this weekend. They have their Thunderbird High School, sorry, their Thunderbird Invitational, which is pretty much one of their biggest events of the year. Up at uh, Greyhawk, encourage anybody to go watch to see some of the best Juniors in the country. Many of those Juniors eventually will probably go on to the pro ranks after they. Uh, do well in college, but uh, it's one of their biggest events this weekend at Greyhawks. So it was, it was a fun, great organization to work for. It really trained me kind of for where I am today.
0: Very good, very good. So, how are you enjoying your, uh, yeah, your new position with uh, the JGAA? Uh, it, uh, I'm sure you're busier than a, a one-legged, a one arm paper hanger.
2: It's, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty busy spring. So, kind of just getting my. Feet together, and we got our—we uh, our, have a great staff, and we have our, our really our summer schedule uh, set, and we, with our interns helping and everything, so it should be a really a good, uh, a good, a good summer. And uh, looking forward to heading outside and uh, seeing a lot of juniors. Sounds great.
1: And, and Scott, for you know the the parents or the the, the children, I should say, who haven't. Uh, uh, you know, perhaps they haven't uh, signed up yet to be a member of the JGAA, even though you're in the middle of the season. Um, that people could still uh, sign up, register, and start start participating in your uh, in your events for this year.
2: Correct. Uh, we're always looking for more members. They can just go to jj.org, which is our website, and they can click on there, and we have uh, you know information talks about we have two developmental programs really with our boys golf club and the OPG. USGA Girls Golf Program, uh, and for the juniors that you know have already played on the golf course and are pretty competitive, uh, we have our day competition mem- our competition membership, which is seventy dollars a year, and then it uh, just gets you to play any events uh, you'd like. So, One
0: a one-time fee of seventy dollars, and you can play yeah, all. Yeah, one-time want? fee of seventy dollars for the rest of the calendar year base membership,
2: um, and then uh, you can play any tournaments. In, uh, the rest of the year like we have a lot as I mentioned in June and July and then once uh, school kind of gets back in session in August we have about one two day tournament a month so
0: well uh, let me let me ask you that at uh, this at a price like that do uh, you think I could qualify I think so <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean uh, it, what's, what we strive to do is really keep it affordable uh, and you know local so you know you know, obviously most of our events in Phoenix, most of our memberships in Phoenix, we do have a few events in Tucson. But we try to, you know, most of the tournaments are between, you know, 50 and $70. So uh, it's, a, it's an affordable option for juniors to play in. Uh, a lot of the national tours, or some of them are even for-profit. We're non profits, so those for-profits will come to Arizona. They might charge $200, 300 $400 per tournament. So, you know, we try to keep it affordable. We play good golf courses. Uh, you, know, we'll, 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 you know, our you know our our slogan is golf for life. We encourage a lot of our juniors. You know, they'll meet a lot of people out on the links in our events and have a good time and hopefully form friendships for that will last
0: of a lifetime. Well, I think I'm probably not in the right age group, but. Uh
1: you just uh, missed it by one year, I think, Pete.
0: Uh, I, I think I think you're probably right. <laughs> it, it, if, they,
1: if they ever set up the super seniors division, Pete, we're all set. We can be right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Junior Golf Association super seniors. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's about right. Turkey everything else for Scott before we kind of You're,
1: let him go here? Well well yeah Scott, I sure, sure appreciate you taking the time tonight. And like you say you've got a you got a really full plate coming up here in the next couple of minutes. One of the things I also just wanted to mention is uh, you know, you guys do a great job in terms of uh communicating out through through emails and newsletters and, and those sorts of things and I'm you know, I'm enough to get all get all the information that you send out about your programs, and I, I think that's an added benefit, really, of somebody uh, deciding to participate with the JGAA because uh, you guys really do keep in touch with your membership about what's going on and recognizing the, uh, the kids that are working hard and, and playing a lot and achieving a lot and having a lot of fun, and so I think that's a, I think that's a great part of your program, and you and your your staff are to be uh, to be committed for the time that you you put into that. I I think that's really important.
2: Well, I appreciate. It. We do our best for you know. We try to stay on the edge of you know communication with our members between our e-newsletter, or Facebook, or Twitter. You know, social media is just huge really these days for uh, for the young the young younger generation. So we try to embrace that with uh, you know that communication platform i would say so uh and our staff does a great job of uh you know getting the communication out to all our memberships but the membership about everything we have to offer
0: what kind of numbers do you have on on staff now uh scott uh we have really
2: three full-time and then um we also have the, with uh, uh cory and kathy two uh, two staff people in addition that uh, do the LPGA Girls Golf Program, and then we also, for summertime, we'll bring on four additional interns. So uh, really, you know, with the bulk of our schedule, a lot doing a lot of events this summer. Uh, you know, a lot of the events we have over 100 kids. Some will have 200 like this next week in Tucson. So some places um, we might be at two different golf courses, two different sites. So when we do that, uh, you know, those four interns come in really handy.
0: Right, right, I'd imagine well, i tell you you're you're doing it uh with with a minimal uh a minimal amount of uh of, of bodies, and uh i know you're you're doing a great job of it, so uh i think you' you've probably got to be doing something right over there uh at the j g a a and i and you're to, all to be commended for your your fine work and, and keeping these kids interested and involved in the game.
2: Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys for having me on. It's always great great to be on the show. Um, you know, and hopefully, uh, well, he's Bloomer's not eating dinner with his daughters, maybe he's practicing his putting.
1: Don't tell him I said that. We had a great time, though. I, the, the word may get back to him on that, Scott. Just, just well, I know <laughs>
2: all of us in the sports business, it's really hard to get out uh, and play a lot of golf. And, you know, the one thing that we always talk about is, when you don't play much, the first thing that goes is probably that short game because that's a lot of touch and feel, and that probably requires the most practice. Well, Absolutely. How did, how, did, how
1: did you play?
2: I played pretty well. Uh, I, 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 I I played pretty well. I was hitting my drives pretty well, and my I was putting pretty good. I've, I've played there, but it's been a couple years. But it, uh, I've played about once a month this year, I'd say on average maybe, a couple months or twice I played, so I don't play too often. I know Bloomer hasn't played much, but uh, my I had my driver working pretty well, and uh,
0: our short game was
2: was pretty good. So, <laughs> so
0: that the old drive for show and putt for dough routine, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah.
2: So. yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks again for taking the time to be with us, Scott. We really do appreciate it and continued good. Thanks, guys. Uh, Have a great evening. Good luck. Take care.
2: Yep. Take care.
1: Yeah. Continued success, Scott. Thanks again.
0: Okay. Uh Kirk, there's a little update on the Junior Golf Association. Sounds like they got another uh another full calendar, uh, coming our way for uh the juniors here in the in the Valley of the Sun and all over Arizona for that matter. So that's uh, uh that's nice nice to see.
1: Yeah, when you when you go to their website and you, you, you click on the calendar list and about uh, but two-thirds of the page like Scott was saying gets, gets taken up real quick between what happens uh, the tournaments they have between now and the and the end of the summer and uh, you know they're going it, Scott's going to spend a lot of time at 100 degree temperatures that means but uh, it is it is the time of the year where you know they can get get these tournaments set up give kids a chance to compete participate and and uh, you know home their home their tournament game a little bit and have, they have a lot of fun in the process. And I know, uh, you know, from from knowing Scott and the time that I have uh, around town here, they they do a great job. Uh, it's it's uh, it's great work that the, that the GGA and all the all the companies who have partnered with them to, you know, try to grow the game. And that's what Scott's message is all about. And do it in a, in a fun and, and safe way for the kids and, uh, and 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 the parents that come out to watch as well. So. Uh, we look forward to hearing a lot of a lot of, lot of good things from him, and more good reports about uh, players that uh, succeed in their events. Or like we we're talking about, all of a sudden maybe next year there's another five of them at the uh, at the drives uh, chip and putt competition. Or like he was saying, who knows? Maybe next year there's one at the U.S. Open. It's just uh, the, the the ranks the, the the ranks of talent just seem to keep extending and extending to, to younger ages as, as time goes on.
0: Boy well, it sure does. It absolutely amazes me i mean uh i can I can barely remember being that age first of all, but second of all, I know I wasn't anywhere near the caliber of what these players are nowadays. It's just just unbelievable and i and I don't know where they get it i mean that's i mean are are these kids grilled by coaches and parents? do they just kind of pick up the pick up the sticks and love it and just go after it uh you know that would be an interesting an interesting study if you would you know with regard to uh how do these how does an 8 year old child an 8 year old uh young lady uh determine that she is going to play at a level that could qualify her for the women's US open i don't understand it i mean many 8 year olds i've got, i've got a 7 year old granddaughter and believe me, she no more lo- no longer uh, no more knows what the U.S. Uh, the women's U.S. Open is than you know all of those She knows all the princesses' names, but she doesn't know the players. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it's it's absolutely amazing to me that they are that focused at that young an age.
1: Yeah, it, you know, really is, Pete, and. You know, like you say, 11 years old. But, you know, I was I was just learning how to carry a golf bag at that point. Let alone what to do with the clubs that were in it. You know, and uh, to, to see these kids. And and I think the young lady. Uh, you know, if, if I read one of the articles right, I think she was like four years old when she started the game. And you know, that's that's something that probably didn't exist. Uh, you know, decades ago, we just didn't see kids at that, that early in life grabbing golf clubs. There's uh, and then, and then you know the programs like the JGAA that give these kids whether you're you know you develop incredibly quickly like that, or as, as Scott indicated they have, they have different they have different levels for kids who are you know for, you know playing at, at different levels to participate. Um, you know you you find you know, all of a sudden you you find out whether by you know a lot of practice or just God-given talent that uh, you you know you, you've got a real knack for this game and it, it comes and you know. It's in some way it's got to come easy to you because, uh, like you say, to keep the focus at that age is is really hard. So if, if you just happen to be blessed with that kind of talent and you get into an environment between your parents, and uh, and a golf course, and uh, and a camp and a competitive program, and you find out all of a sudden that you really can uh, can play this game in a, at an amazingly strong level.
0: Yeah, it's. It's something that they they play a game that I'm not familiar with. Let us put it that way. Uh, <laughs>
1: Had
0: that, that old quote, whoever it was talking, somebody was talking about Nicholas or or was it Tiger? I don't even know. They, that thing's been kicked around and used so much, but it's it's very appropriate as far as I'm concerned. They do play a game of which I am not familiar. <laughs> so, anyhow, any final closing thoughts there, Mr. Getzinger?
1: Well, I just uh again we've got a we've got a nice little three day weekend coming up out here in, in Arizona. The sun is gonna shine for three days straight, which is not all that unusual, but gives us an extra chance to go out and uh you know, one thing that when I you know, it is it is Memorial Day weekend and I think we can all take a moment to uh to just remember for a second and think about those who have served our country and uh, and given their lives for, for uh for their country, and create in some way the reason why we have the opportunity to, to play this great game in, in this country. And so, uh, I wish every course, every everywhere, would would do one of the things that I've seen courses do around here. We used to do it over the TPC, and that's uh, that's fly the American flag uh, on the uh, on the flag sticks on Memorial Day. Nice little touch, and if every club would. Uh, make their 18 pole flag stick with the American flag this weekend. I think that would be, that'd be a nice thing as well. But in any event, uh, let's, all, let's all look forward to a good Memorial Day weekend.
0: Sounds great. And if you're playing, make sure you hit them straight down the middle. With that, we're going to close it up. For Kirk Ketzinger, I'm Pete Peters. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll bet back with you again next week when we have another edition of Straight Down the Middle on Tuesday and again on Thursday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great, great Memorial Day weekend. Take care now. You've been listening to Straight Down the Middle on Arizona Boomer Radio. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com.